What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. My name is Julian. I'm here at my dog, Brooklyn. What's going on, brother? What's going on? This Tampa's about to go crazy here crazy. in the next two weeks, bro. Crazy. Tampa about to go nuts. Tampa. I'm doing good. I'm excited to talk some football. Yes, sir. Conference championship games went on. They were pretty dope. Yeah. How you doing? You know, same. I'm excited. Oh, kind of a funny thing, too. Conference championship was yesterday. Uh, we'll talk about the details in a second. Tampa Bay wins, as you mentioned. Next week was supposed to be Gasparilla in a normal world. Really? Yeah. So the I next the, the three weeks in a row would have been an absolute banger, an all-time banger for Tampa. It would have been beating the Packers, Gasparilla, Super Bowl, played at home in your own stadium. So even if they didn't make it, it still would have been a banger of a two weeks. But now yeah. we're in it. That's crazy. I didn't even realize that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of year, bro. Damn. Sheesh. So, yeah, so before we get into all the football talk, though, uh, there was an event that happened on Saturday, right before all the football games. The return of Conor McGregor happened Saturday UFC night. UFC 257, Abu Dhabi, Fight Island. Still on Fight Island, which is just wild. We kind of talked about it like six, seven months ago at this point, and it, it never turned into the cool kind of a thing we wanted it to be. But they have gotten all their fights done there, so that's good. And there haven't been really any hiccups in the process, so shout out to the UFC for figuring out a way to do that, expedite it all. We got Poirier versus McGregor 2, the second in the the now rivalry. Um, McGregor got the better of him in the first one. They came back. Connor comes out of retirement. They're both the same age, too, which is kind of weird to think about because Connor's retired twice and Poirier's in his prime still. Mm-hmm. And this fight was about as well as Poirier could have wanted it to go. Yeah, man. And like if, it looked if there like there was Connor a game script, a this was it. But Poirier caught him, and that was it. Those leg kicks, too, ended up breaking Connor's leg. Just wasn't happening. Yeah, you first, could see his first leg fight just back and used. got molly whopped. Yeah, and and they were talking a little bit before the fight how if Poirier like gets to like this downhill kind of a situation, he's pretty much just a freight train. And you mm-hmm. watched it at, at the yeah. end there happen. Like you watched the momentum. We were all watching it together, um, me and Nick and some of our other friends. And as that streak was starting like he was still getting the leg kicks i was like oh this might be it for connor yeah and then man. And then he gets him down and starts it and it's like oof, yeah you could like feel it coming it was tough it was tough especially seeing connor go down like that you just don't see it no you don't like toe-to-toe standing up boxing fighting it's hard to beat connor you take him to the ground it's a different story you could beat connor on the ground any day of the week but to see somebody do that to Connor standing up, man. Yeah, it, it was definitely not something we're used to. And then uh, after the fight, Poirier made a good point. If Khabib is going to retire, he should, in fact, be the the champion of the world. And so he, he made his stake that he is already for that. He doesn't have the belt yet, but 
I'm probably going to agree with him until we hear from Khabib and his retirement nonsense. Yeah, Dana White's trying to pull some strings to get him back. He's trying to get the McGregor-Khabib uh, fight. Maybe Poirier-Khabib. Who knows? And another installment, Jake Paul took away his $50 million offer to Connor and now brought it down to 10k to fight Connor in a boxing fight. So that's Did he really? I didn't, I didn't actually see that. Yeah, he posted a video. He was probably memeing, but that, that's what we got so far. He said, Connor, you're trash. I'll give you 10k now. Yeah. Wild. He said, this is my fight now. <laughs> Wild, bro. That's actually really funny. Shout out to Jake Paul for for memeing, but also having like a sack trying to go after Connor. Bro, like the man wants the smoke. He wants all and the smoke. Shout out, like he putting the money up and his funnies up. Like he yeah, doing it all. He getting both of them up. I can't do the purr though. I can't do that. Wow. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, the, hey, 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 editor, <laughs> cut that out. Cut that out, editor. <laughs> but, so that that's the the UFC talk for the for the month from the spectators. <laughs> yeah, there hasn't been too many like big big fights. So no, and even like the non big fights haven't been too great either from what we've seen. So it's not been much noteworthy stuff. Um, yeah, and then real quick before we get into the football as well, I showed Brooklyn the video of it uh, this weekend. But that that girl from UCLA, which I, her name is escaping me, and that's bad. I, I'll go figure that out right now. Uh, the gymnastics girl. Uh, if you guys haven't seen that video, um, go watch it. it. It's this girl from UCLA, and she's doing her gymnastics routine, and it is absolutely incredible. Yes. <laughs> it's a uh, Nia Dennis. Absolutely incredible. It incorporates so much, like, not even just the recent, but, like, also older, like, pop culture stuff. And then there's, like, <laughs> some TikTok stuff in there, too. It's really cool to see such, like, an old and gymnastics is one of those sports where they really like their tradition and see that kind of get broken and accepted right away by like so many people it's pretty cool yeah it was really dope really really dope so go check that out nia dennis if you haven't seen it go see it it'll fill that little hole that our our hearts have been missing from the olympics so go check that out Mm-hmm. And we'll go ahead and retweet it on our uh, Twitter at underscore the spectators. So enjoy that plug. Know. Go ahead and follow IG and Twitter. No, S- same handle. So same handle. But football time. Tampa Bay football Bay. baby. We got the Battle of the Bays, which I didn't even think about before ten seconds ago. <laughs> because uh, we were all worried about the Battle of the Nursing Homes. The nursing men home going battle. At it. And this is the second installment of it because we got it last week with the true nursing home with Drew Brees and, <laughs> and Tom Brady. And now we get Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. And this was as good of a game as advertised, honestly. It, yeah, man. It, to start the game, both quarterbacks looked sharp. For the whole first half, they looked pretty sharp. Rodgers only had like two or three incompletions. Uh, Tom Brady was given too many seconds at the end of the half. It throws like a 40-plus yard bomb to Scotty Miller to end the half on a Hail Mary type of play. 
which is just like vintage Tom. The crazy thing about both these quarterbacks are if you give them the ball with like a minute 30 less and like a timeout, they're going to score something. Yeah. So it was just like who's going to have the ball at the end of the half. And ended up being Tom, and he made it happen. Made so, it happen. And then the second half was a pretty different story, honestly. Um, the Packers got their offense rolling quite a bit. But also Wait, the, yeah, and when they were scoring, it was there were quick scores, very efficient scores. But at the same time, the Bucks defense really bunkered down when they needed to, and they made a lot of important stops and a lot of important tackles. And those were the tackles that you make when you're trying to make a Super Bowl. These were like yeah, easily tackles that didn't always get made by everybody. And if they don't, they wind up being first downs, twenty yard gains. Things of that nature. And those are the things that keep those drives alive that Green Bay seems to get constantly. Facts. And Green Bay didn't really get those as as much as you usually do. Uh, their wide receivers aren't particularly good, but they're creative in how to get open. And, and Aaron Rodgers is equally as creative to figure out a way to get to them. Yeah. And that creativity was really, really limited in this game. The Bucks depleted secondary actually did a really good job outside of guarding uh, Valdez Scantling because he was apparently a problem all day. <laughs> but and then if if your name is Kevin King, just turn off turn off this. You're, you're about to you're about to get slandered. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> um, career day for Kevin King. In other words, he stinks. PU. Uh, all first half, he was getting cooked. He has the pass interference call at the end of the game that pretty much ices it against his team. He had no reason to reach out. He had no reason to hold his jersey. Yeah. He did it. You can argue that it wasn't pass interference. Cough, cough. It was. And you blew, you blew it for your team. And they gave – the Packers went for a field goal, right? Which they shouldn't have, as as we've kind of talked about. Yeah, you have the best player in the world on offense in Aaron Rodgers this year because he's probably going to win MVP. He's your quarterback. It's fourth and like what seven? I think a little bit more, but they're in the red zone. So they're I mean, in the you, red zone. A- anywhere in there, you gotta trust Rodgers. <laughs> if you score a touchdown. And you get the two-point conversion. It's a tie game. Yeah. Now you have a chance to either get a stop, get the ball back, or just get it to overtime, right? Mm-hmm. Hope that you win the toss and exactly. right off into the sunset. Instead, you kick a field goal, which I, I don't think, like, numbers-wise is the worst idea. But now you kick a field goal, and you have to have your defense come out against Tom Brady Yeah. and get four stops worth of football to get the ball back with no timeouts and then go the length of the field, score, still have to score a touchdown. It's not like yeah. you needed a field goal now. You still had to score a touchdown. Now the thing is, if it's not the game before the Super Bowl, you need the score for a chance to try to win the game. I'm not mad at kicking the field goal. It's Yeah, if it's a regular season game, I'm not mad at that. Yeah, I'm not mad at it at all. But you got... A-Rod, you got Aaron Rodgers, number 12. You got to do it. You got to go for it. You got to. 
Did you just refer this to is Aaron Rodgers for a chance to go to the Super Bowl? Like you heard? can't put it in the hands of what ifs that we gotta go make four stops. You can't. You can't do it, especially with Tom Brady on the other side. It's just really weird because the Packers have had a pretty good defense all year. They're not the best. They've been pretty good though, right? Mm-hmm. But the best part about their team is Aaron Rodgers. So why would you put the ball in the hands of your not best part of your team to win a game? Yeah, in that moment, you got to go look at Rodgers and be like, all right, what you want to do? You want to go for it? This is your team. All right, let's go. If he tells you no, all right, cool, kick the field goal. But you got to look that man in his eyes and ask him what he want to do. That is his team. Let the man cook. And you ain't do it. And then, speaking of it's his team, I don't know if you saw a lot of the grumblings post-game where Rodgers was pretty much saying, his future it wasn't my decision. is uncertain. Yeah. He, he doesn't know what the future is going to hold. He said he's going to take some time, kind of like reflect on everything, and figure out what the next move is, which is interesting because he's not a free agent. He got but, three years left on his contract. But the Packers did draft a quarterback in the first round last year. That's got to be looming, <laughs> right? Because they yeah. could have gotten the wide receiver and say they got um, – Let's say Tyler Johnson, for example, right? Because Tyler Johnson doesn't make a lot of catches for the Bucks, but when he does, they seem to be big plays. He's the guy who that pass interference call was on. Yep. So say they got a Tyler Johnson, and Tyler Johnson made those plays for the Packers instead of having Jordan Love not even contribute to this team because he's a backup quarterback. That that could make all the difference. And you got to think that Rodgers is thinking, man, if I just had – not Mercedes Lewis catching four passes this game because he did (laughs) then maybe we could have gotten those one two three more plays that we needed to win this game and he probably feels slighted honestly because they went and opted to get the quarterback who's supposed to replace him at some point in the future right that's probably why he played out of his mind this year it's like all right that's how y'all feel all right cool I'm gonna show ya and he did. But, I don't know. It, it just seems like his time in Green Bay is just, it's up. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't feel 100% that it's up, but it feels like if there is a time where a split is going to happen, it's right now. Because they finally got the yeah. new offensive coordinating coach, right, Matt LaFleur. It's his second year now, and they still couldn't get it done. Yeah. So... You you were right there. And it's not like they don't have weapons. Right the defense there. is great, but now they're going to be losing guys on that defensive end. Um, I think Aaron Jones is probably going to be gone because they're not going to have the money to re-sign him. There's a lot that could be changing on this team, and they did not have a good draft last year. So, Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting. But... The Tampa Bay Bucks win it in a nail biter. They tried their best to blow it with the, the interceptions and the drop passes, but they they do yeah, get man. in. Uh, that is an issue. That if they keep dropping balls, they're going to get absolutely smoked by the team they're going to play into. Oh yeah, you you cannot have these drops against Kansas City because you will get burned. You cannot have these interceptions against Kansas City because you will get burned. If they play, do not put the ball in Mahomes' like hands more than it needs to be. This game against Kansas City, they lose by twenty-five. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, no argument there. But they should be getting Antoine Winfield Jr. back, hopefully. That'll help. They, they should have Antonio Brown back, too. Yeah, that'll also help. This could very easily turn into an offensive battle. Yeah. And I'm excited for it. I think Brady's feeling good. I think that offense is clicking for the most part outside of the drops. I think they're clicking. I think the running backs look the best they have all season. And that O-line has been giving Tom a lot of time, too. So that's what you need to see. Mm -hmm. Let's flip to the other game. Absolutely. Not so much of a game. But we had the Bills, Chiefs. This was the definition of we don't care that you guys came in with a game plan to stop us because there's nothing that you can do. Early in the game, it looked like Buffalo was going to try to put up a fight. They jump out to a 9-0 lead early. Now, granted, they only – all right, we – Let's keep in mind, they only got to nine because of a muffed punt. Yeah. So, like, they got the lead. The lead was there. You're right. But this was not like they were charging down the field and scoring. No, no, not at all. But still, like, however you got to that point, it got to give you some confidence whichever way it went. But, but so how many you, times this season... You would season, hope that you would feed off of it. How many times this season have we seen the Chiefs down 10 to 14 points relatively early? Just because... Forget about just this season. In general, yeah. <laughs> down 10, 15 points relatively early because they didn't get the ball first. And then there was like a weird play like on special teams or something weird happens where they get another score. And then all of a sudden after that, Mahomes kind of settles in. He finds Tyreek yep. Hill one time. He finds Travis Kelsey one time. Hilaire makes a big run. And all of a sudden, you look up, and it's 21-9. to You're like, what? How did that happen? This is the same game, yeah, right? And you're looking around. That, trying that's to literally what it's happened. literally what happened. Because I looked away for a little bit because the game was kind of dry, and I started working on something on my uh, a tablet. I look back up, and I think at the time, it was probably a one-possession game. Yeah. I look up, and now it's 21 to. 12, I yep. think. And just, bro, what, what happened? What did I miss? <laughs> a lot. And it's just that quick. Yeah, and the crazy thing, too, is like we, we talk a lot about Patrick Mahomes, right? And Patrick Mahomes is obviously great. Already an MVP, Super Bowl winner, and MVP. But those weapons that he has are something else. Travis Kelsey is the best tight end oh, of man. all time, and I don't think it's close. I don't think yeah. it's close. He's in the prime of his career, and he, I thought he was in his prime like four years ago. <laughs> he, he was second in the league in receptions or receiving yards all year as a tight end. With an arguably better receiver than him on his own team, mind you, with, with uh, Tyreek Hill. And then he breaks the, what was it, the conference championship reception record? Mm-hmm, this is not by a tight end. This is just period. With 13 receptions in this game. And you have him as your number two option. That's the crazy part. He's the number two option. I know you saw what Tariq Hill did to the defense, too, when he was just swerving all over. Well, and that's just classic Tariq. Tariq. That's classic. Tariq is really fun because he just does stuff, and the way he does it is, like, demeaning to whoever's defending him. 
He doesn't even mean it to be that way. But he's just so much into the end zone. He's just so much more athletic (laughs) and like he's just better than you. That like the way he does stuff is it's like comes off as demeaning, even though it's just not. It's pretty funny. It's crazy. Now there was a stat about Mahomes that I saw this morning that is just wild. Mahomes has not lost a game by more than one possession. Since he was at Texas Tech. That was to like Iowa State too. Now keep in mind. 2016. <laughs> the NFL season got 16 games in it for a team. Not more than one possession has this man lost a game by. And he hasn't really lost that many games in total. No. They had two losses this year. One he didn't play in. <laughs> So, I think that, at the end of that first year, remember that first year when he came in, he was five and zero. I think at the end. Yeah. So it's just nuts. Yeah, the, the Mahomes legacy is crazy. But I even this whole weekend, we've been seeing a lot of Brady stats that are ridiculous. Tom Brady, I, I don't remember. I think had hmm. been to three Super Bowls before he ever lost a playoff game. So, let's just enjoy that one. <laughs> he had been to three Super Bowls before he ever lost a playoff game. So uh, another Brady stat is he has the most wins by most uh, playoff wins by any quarterback in NFL history since after turning thirty-five. In total, he has thirty-three. How many does he have since thirty-five? Like what, nineteen? 17. 17. The highest is 16 by Joe Montana. <laughs> it, it's just nuts. Well, and then with beating the Packers, he now has beaten, what, 19 different teams in the playoffs? <laughs> it, it just goes on and on and on. We could have a whole episode about just Brady accolades and records and history breaking. It just, it's nuts. Another, another crazy, crazy and it's one. hard to wrap this, your head this around. Is Tom Because this man is 43 years old. Yeah, it, it's insane. Tom Brady, well, I'll give you two more stats and I'll stop. I'll stop gushing. Tom <laughs> Brady's been in the league for 21 seasons. Yesterday was his 14th conference championship. <laughs> and then... Tom Brady was now going into his 10th Super Bowl, which is 18.5% of all Super Bowls ever played. You told me that one yesterday, and I freaked out. Because <laughs> it's just like, wait. I, I didn't like it's it. Like, I want to know part of it. It, it was just bad. <laughs> 18% of it. If you, if you pick a random Super Bowl out of a bowl, right, on a piece of paper, and it has the number on it, there's an 18.5% chance that Tom Brady was in one of those games. <laughs> it's insane. It's absolutely insane. It doesn't make sense. There, there's, there's one more. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> Tom Brady's uh, percentage of making it to the Super Bowl from how long he's been in the oh, career. And <laughs> Steph Curry's... <laughs> Three point <laughs> field goal percentage. Brady's higher, so there's a better chance that Brady makes it to the Super Bowl than Curry makes a can make a three point. It's just <laughs> like just wrap your head around these facts. Yeah, bro. It's, it's, <laughs> like these are not normal. Yeah, this is not okay. <laughs> it's just not okay. And I know 
people the cool thing about this too this is brady's best achievement this year it's a brand new team yeah it's a brand new coach it's a brand new weather environment a whole different conference that the nfc is not a conference that is run by juggernauts ever like you have yeah. green bay and and new orleans and teams that are like there constantly like seattle and that they they make the playoffs regularly but this is not a a conference that like one team is just running it for a decade like the afc so yeah. it's really hard to gauge like how to win the NFC because one year the Rams are good, then one year the 49ers are good. Oh, wait, the Vikings are good this year. Now that's the Bears. It's hard to, like, plan when it's not just Brady Big Ben or Brady Manning every year in the AFC, right? Facts. It's, like, really hard to plan against that. And then he just comes into this conference with all sorts of turmoil that happens every year, brings in his guys, Antonio Brown and Gronk, <laughs> makes them draft a, um, a safety and makes them draft an O lineman in the first and second rounds. They're immediate starters, impact players, and now they're in the Super Bowl the same year. And the thing is, we talked about it before the year started. Like, man, this this is possibly a thing. Like, Brady might come to Tampa. He might lead his team to the first time ever mm-hmm. the Super Bowl hosting town. Ends up playing a home game for the Super Bowl, and it became a reality. We we were just having a crapshoot that it was going to happen. Yeah, and and we were having a crapshoot about it, but we knew there was a possibility of it because we just know how Brady. Yeah, is. there was a strong possibility the whole entire time. But, but we both said it when this season started. This is going to be the year because Tom Brady is as hungry as anybody has ever been in sports. It's him and LeBron. Those are the hungriest guys I've ever seen. And like MJ, right? Yeah, I've never seen somebody like want to win more than that, and take the steps to do that. Also, he really, really. You, you, there's a sense that at the end of his time in New England, there was like a bitter feeling between him and Belichick, right? Mm-hmm. And he really, really wanted that to just not exist. He he didn't want any of his accolades to be connected to somebody else and only to somebody else. He wanted it to be. Now I wanna I wanna do this on air. I wanna do this okay. on air, Mister Tom Brady. I apologize because I have in the past said. You are a system quarterback said it. under Bill Belichick. Said it. So, to you, Mr. Brady, number 12, Mr. Tampa Bay, I apologize. Sincerely, from the spectators. Not the spectators. Don't include me in that. The spectators. I'm speaking as a, the brand. A singular spectator. <laughs> I'm speaking for the brand. <laughs> we apologize. <laughs> Listen, I never said you were a system quarterback. Hey, he might have not said it on air, but That's I've heard cap. it. That I've heard cap. it. <laughs> that is absolute cap. Nah, but all, all seriousness, like, what he's doing is just nuts, yeah, man. Crazy. And I know he's probably talked about him for, like, eight to ten minutes on this episode. But it's because it's just hard to kind of not talk about. Yeah. It, it's just one of those things that if you're not a Tom Brady fan at this point, it kind of feels like when LeBron – Went back to Cleveland and won again. It was just like, how are you not a LeBron fan at this point? Yeah. And that's how this feels. It's just like, man, how do you not have just... How can you not sit and watch Brady and just appreciate him? How, like, how are you still mad at him? Yeah, I'm, I'm loving this because 
I obviously have hated the Patriots my whole life. So I've had to hate Brady. So I've never really got to appreciate it because I'm always just, all right, forget him, hate him. Now that he's out of New England, I could enjoy him to the fullest, and I'm loving this. <laughs> and it's I think it's a little bit like, different because some guys are great in different ways, right? And I know Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers is an all-time great, right? I think Aaron Rodgers is probably the second most talented quarterback of all time, right, Bes- right behind Patrick Mahomes. Like, I think Mahomes is that good. Um, yeah. But I think Aaron Rodgers is that type of elite of a guy. But I don't enjoy watching mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers play because – He's really good, right? But he doesn't really have the success. And so I just have to watch this guy that's really good beat my team because I'm a Vikings fan, right? I just have to watch him beat my team once or twice a year and then not do anything with that. And so he dominates the division for a decade, but then doesn't do anything with it besides the one Super Bowl. <laughs> and so you it's see, a little on, bit... On my I, end, it's, <laughs> it's completely different. It's a different. i got to see Brady beat us twice. Yeah, you got to watch him and go yeah. to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's beat you twice and win the Super Bowl. And I think and I think that's where like the difference is. Like at one point you just got to be like, man, this guy is just too good. Like I can't even be mad at it. Yeah. Whereas for me it's just like, man, this guy's good, but what's he doing? Yeah. Like it it's different when you lose to somebody and then they win it all. It's like, all right, I I lost to the better man. Right. But when that's not the case and you lose to them and then somebody else smacks them, it's like, yeah. all right, well, what did we do wrong? Why couldn't we do this? Yeah. And it's just, it's just one of those things. So that I just want to explain that as to why I'm saying don't hate Tom Brady, but I hate Aaron Rodgers with a passion. I just want that to be done. Because <laughs> I do. I can't stand Aaron Rodgers. Now, we'll see if he does go somewhere else if I, if I turn around on him. But... Now, the thing is, like, since Breeze is having rumblings of retiring, like, could he end up going to New Orleans with Phillip Rivers retiring? Could he go to Indianapolis? Like, Yeah, there's a lot of places that he could go. I don't think the Saints is an option. I think they've kind of developed their own little rivalry, too, where they won't give the Saints a, a all-time great quarterback. I don't think that'll happen. Maybe they give him to the Jets. <laughs> Maybe they just do a Brett Favre too. Also, Jet News: Deshaun Watson is saying that the New York Jets are his preferred destination, yeah. and Miami is the now, second to be traded to. And I want th- so just just to throw that out there. <laughs> I want back this to our regularly scheduled program. I want Deshaun Watson on the on the Dolphins. I want it. I need it. I gotta have it. I love Tua. I think Tua is awesome. I don't think Tua is going to be as great as we would have liked to have thought he was going to be. But I do think he's going to be a good quarterback in this league. I think the Dolphins with Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson and, like, a good receiver. So they'll probably have to give up their first-round pick to get him, right? So Devontae Smith might be out of the question. But if they can figure out a way mm-hmm. to get Jamar Chase or to get uh, the other kid from Alabama whose name is escaping me right now. I like. Yeah, yeah. The wide receiver? Yeah, Jalen Waddell. Yeah. Waddle? Waddell? Uh, I would absolutely yeah. love that. That would be so fun. And the only reason, like, yeah. it's not a hate to you thing at this point, but I just would not like to see him go to the Jets because 
Going from the Texans to the Jets is like going from the dumpster to the recycling well, bin. Well, the dumpster was because of the man who should not be named. And... See, but you've been saying this about the last three guys. No, I... At one point, there's got to be I was be fine with bowls. We just couldn't stay healthy and a couple of other issues. Like, I'm, I'm still not the happiest that we got rid of bowls at the time. But it is what it is. And Gase, there was... I was being hopeful, and it just completely went out the window. Blind, blind hopeful. Now, hopefulness. With Sailor, I'm a completely different hopeful. Like he's going to come in and change the culture, and changing the culture will then trickle down to everything else changing, and potentially having a nice little run. Yeah, but that just takes time when the talent's not but, there. But the That's thing is, issue. like, he's we still a, have a decent team. Like, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that we're great. It's It's got to be a bottom five team, right? Like, roster-wise? Um, maybe depth-wise. But, like, we got a couple of receivers. I like our tight end core. Our linebackers are cool. We still got C.J. Mosley out there. We need to get a running back. O-line, we got to hit a couple more spots. But, I mean, like, we just need to plug need pieces here up. and there. But we got talent in each of our cores. So, you don't really got to go too, too deep. Listen, this is turning into a jet. Hey, you, you brought it here. I was trying to move away. I tried to get oh, back to no, our regularly no, no. scheduled meant, programming, and you brought it back. You mentioned he's going to the Jets. You, you brought it back. It. That's it. <laughs> Just when I thought we were gone, you brought us back. All I'm saying, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson needs to go to the Dolphins. That's it. And then send send Rodgers to the Colts. Go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Actually, bro, Rodgers... If Rodgers was on, like, the Titans, bro, oh, my God. Stop playing with me. Stop playing. That's Rogers the best watch is going to be fun. I don't care. I, I could say that. No, their defense still sucks, but. Yeah, if he if he does, if, if the self-reflection yeah. turns into what we think it will, that'll be an interesting little moment to see him yeah. and Deshaun both get traded. In the It'll same be great. It'll be wild. It'll feel like the NBA. Is what and feel like. stay tuned because next week we're going we're not going to have any football, so we're going to give you a nice little NBA episode next week. I believe yeah, we already the NBA, did. We're we're approaching yeah. the quarter mark. So did we? Yeah, we're we're like right around there. Uh we're we're going to be getting deep <laughs> If they into haven't been it. postponed to the about dirt games, because of COVID. Give or take probably about 17 games. Yeah, unless you're the unless you're the yeah. Wizards, and in which case you have missed seven straight games, which is insane. But yeah, we'll we'll get into the NBA a little bit more. Talk about the the new <laughs> big three, and and apparently that Philly is just fantastic. Apparently, um, but yeah, we'll get into that next week. Let that marinate a little bit. We'll we'll give our quarterly MVPs and who we think is great and who stinks and why Andre Drummond is or not Andre Drummond. Colin Sexton is most improved player of the year because I don't get it. <laughs> hey, don't sleep on Andre Drummond either. That boy been balling in Cleveland for whatever reason. I, I don't get Cleveland, man. <laughs> it don't make sense. The, look, I said it when the year started. Cleveland was interesting, and you shot it down. But here we are. I mean, they're, they're, they're only 500, so they still stink. Um, hey, the, the Knicks are only 500, yeah, too. we're below 500, <laughs> sir. We are below mm, tough. 500. <laughs> tough. Um, 
I also, before we head out of here, want to mention Lonzo Ball is not going to be most improved. Lonzo Ball stinks. As well, if there's if ever if there's ever there. a player that I slander on this show, it's Lonzo Ball. So if in three years and he wins Finals MVP and then we're talking about his greatness, like we just talked about Grady, then you can apologize for me. That I made a mistake. <laughs> nope, you're you're coming on air and you're apologizing. <laughs> I will not be doing any of the sort because that'll never happen. Lonzo, you stink. <laughs> I was hopeful, but at least his better half is proving me right. Lamelo has been going nuts. Yeah, Lamelo's cool. And KD has been going nuts. So my MVP and my Rookie of the Year picks are looking nice. Looking nice indeed. Um, thank you guys for listening, and. I hope you enjoyed a great week of football. Make sure to go check us out on Instagram and Twitter at underscore to spectators. Go check us out on YouTube and hit us with a subscription if you haven't already. And stay tuned every Monday for new episodes. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Later, everybody. <laughs>